it's time to crank up the truth. I'm Val Selby, and over the decades of working online, I've learned a most important lesson. Mindset owns your business. If procrastination, imposter syndrome, and a lack of focus have been blocking your biz, then I'm here with Val Full Volume, ready to help you see choices that you're making. Get ready to own your personality and use your expertise to create the business of your dreams. Now is the time to make changes and live your best life. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy that you are here listening again today. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. It might be a little bit different than our norm. However, I know for me right now at this point in my life, um, this is a really important conversation. And, and I love the fact that the right people are always brought to me at the right time. So I will be getting information today and advice and all of that stuff as well. Um, today, I have Jan here as a guest, and we are going to talk about healing. And I'm not going to narrow it down to any kind of healing because we're just going to have a conversation and see where it leads. Thanks for being here, Jan. Thank you. Thank you so much, Val, for inviting me on the show. I'm so excited and honored and grateful to be to be here today. Yes. We, there's there's just so many different conversations we can have today. So that's the thing <laughs> that I think we're going to have to work on narrowing down. <laughs> yes, yes. Where are uh, we going to go with all this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just see where uh, the universe takes us today for, you know, just for today and just for this moment. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be so valuable and so, um, yeah, relatable for so many people out there. So let's Absolutely. just, yeah, so, let's just get going. Yeah. So Jan, if you want to tell my listeners uh, about yourself and what you, what you do and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. All right. So um, listeners, my name is Yen. I'm known as the Pivotal Healer here in Singapore. I'm actually born and raised in Singapore. I'm a long-term young adult cancer survivor, living cancer-free for the last 15, well, actually 16 years because it's been, it's 2023 right now. And what I do, I'm a certified women's integrative health coach. I'm also a movement teacher uh, right now, also moving into Qigong or energy healing practitioner. So I empower female cancer survivors, particularly female cancer survivors above 30, to cultivate their own health resiliency, immunity, and self-love to flow more in what I call into her rest, digest, manifestate as they transit into the perimenopausal years. That's yes. what I essentially do. Yes. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to this now. <laughs> I am post-menopausal already, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally wow. different okay. from that. Well, I ha- it's surgical reasons is why. So, okay. uh, so totally into that. But I know so many women listening right now are in those years and, and they really don't know where to go from there. And for one, let me back up. Just, I'm super sorry for not pronouncing your name correctly, Yen. I uh, no, I, I think you, I, you, I thought no, I that was that was perfect. Yen, <laughs> okay. is, Yen is great. Yes. Okay. <laughs> back up on that one just for a second. But I know that when you wrote down in your information that you sent me, you were talking a lot about um, was it resiliency? Yes, health resiliency. Yes, and. And I, I'm sure that you get a lot of questions about it because you had even written it out, a question about it. So I know that those are always frequently asked questions. Mm. 
and it did pop into my head first thing was just like, what exactly does that mean? What does health resiliency mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So health resiliency, it's, I mean, in a nutshell, health resiliency, it's really about what I call immunity. It's really your immunity response. Okay. okay. So I'm not trying to reinvent anything. It's really <clears throat> just raising awareness, re-educating people about what, you know, biologically what, what their body is. So health resiliency, it's really about the sensitivity, the function the yeah sensitivity the function of your immune response so i like to look at health resist i like to use analogy all right mm-hmm. just to make this a bit easier for people to understand what health resiliency really means so you know like like really you know if if you are always having chronic so called i want to use the word chronic yet let's say if you're always having persistent melisis or quote and unquote, in illnesses, mm-hmm. right? And you never get to recover from it well. So there's something, it, it tells us that there's something something that's not sinking well with your immunity response or with your health resiliency. A robust health resiliency in action, all right, would definitely be someone whereby, you know, if for whatever reason, let's say you caught a bug, okay, within a couple of two, three days or maybe four or five days, right, with the right protocols or the right sequence of steps, you're able to bounce back. Your immune response will kick in and then, you know, you recover from it and you don't just recover from it, but you even get better and better and better. So health resiliency is that. It's it's very insidious. It's very, invi- not insidious, it's very invisible. You don't see it immediately, mm-hmm. but it's a long-term thing, right? See, and I love when something basic when we use different words, because yes. we never know what word it's going to be. I mean, immunity, yeah, you know, whatever. This, you know, it doesn't hit me. Like uh, the word immunity just doesn't hit me. But health resiliency, for some reason, is just like, mm, I feel like that. I feel like taking that important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, yes. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, I'm just like I always say, you know, like I've been in this industry for like what, 15, actually ever since I got cancer. I mean, that episode really changed, changed yeah. my life. Like oh, how sure. I look at, yeah, how I look at life, how I look at health. I mean, I, I go around observing entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, corporate executives, even people on the ground, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know, health to me, health resiliency, you know, all, all about that. Like, like, why do people fall sick? Why do people some? Why do some people don't fall sick so easily? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you know, despite me being okay, I might be jumping a gun a little bit here, depending on how the conversations. Oh no, like, go for it. There's no but, yeah. yeah. But like this, like <laughs> despite me, like like how I found cancer. I was at the age of twenty three and I found cancer, and during that time, I I just I just sort of uh, broke up from a very toxic and abusive relationship. Ugh. But the thing is that. After that relationship, I was so-called a role model of a young, of a healthy young adult female. Mm-hmm. I was um, preparing for Asia's first women's triathlon. I was eating so-called clean yeah. by, you know, societal standards or by healthcare model standards, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. I was exercising relatively well. I think I was in a, I think I was in a relatively good emotional state, emotional mm-hmm. and mental state. Okay, but then you know, ten months after my breakup I found out I had cancer and it was stage three so I think that made me realize that wow you know health is way more than just what you eat and yeah. what you what you do or what you move mm-hmm. you know it, it, and and that really you know started my trajectory my life into you know looking into this whole thing about health 
uh, you know, about just health in general, health resiliency. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started, you know, one door lead to another and the personal training industry, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, found out all about women's health, women's integrative health. Oh yeah, another thing. One thing about health resiliency I like to also touch on or rather raise this point is that so early on I talk about what it is but what what's more important is the how and so to put it in a nutshell health resiliency it's really about cultivation what do I mean by cultivation we are cultivating the capacity the tenacity the ability through what through practices for our entire being our mind body spirit and soul if you mm-hmm. if you believe in all of that stuff mm-hmm. so that the body can bounce back faster perhaps even stronger and better with what with more inner peace alignment vitality when expected or unexpected events occur mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. lives yep. so that's really what health resiliency is it's like yeah. that that uh, what is that toy that's slingy that you know like something like an accordion but the slinky, was, uh-huh. yeah, slinky, correct, yeah. slinky. Thanks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, the slinky. slinky. <laughs> so yeah, I know, I know, I pack in a lot of stuff there, a bit of my my story, and then you know, going back to like what health resiliency is. So. Oh, they're used to me packing a lot of stuff in, so they they're following along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know they are, and all of this is really what led me to last year going and mm. finding a holistic doctor mm. because. I needed more than just the pill given to me. Like, you know, mm. this I'm having this issue. So, okay, well, here's your prescription. It's like, no, mm. no, I want to figure it out. You know, it's like, mm. I want to get down to it and, and try and fix it, not mm. just cover it up because of mm-hmm. things like you're talking about, you know, it's mm. like, okay, well, if we take this, well, then we'll be sick with this. Or, you know, we're just breaking our immune system down, even though okay. it's supposed to be helping us. Right. It's technically not. And and I know one of the tough things that I've had an issue with is mm-hmm. it's, even though I know it's a process, <laughs> mm-hmm. the waiting is so hard as you're like, oh, test this out, try this out, see how this works. Right. So do you have any, do you possibly have any tips for helping sure, with that sure. mindset? I would love to, I would love to share my experiences and my you know, my perspective as well. I think it's great that, number one, you are taking charge of your own healing process, okay? I want to also, like, make a clear distinct, all right? I'm not a doctor, so whatever I'm saying here is based on, you know, what I've observed, what I've went through, as well as my training being an integrative health coach. Mm -hmm. Because the program that I do, it's with a doctor who's, she's integrative health trained as well. So we, you know, I'm not saying this out from woo-woo world, you know, I I, I blend both science as well as so-called quote and unquote, the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. It's another topic for another day. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, you know, like, just based on what you just shared with me. So yeah, first of all, I want to comment that you are taking charge. You want to take charge. You realize that you don't want to just be popping pills and suppressing. I think that's the most important thing. Yes. Because that awareness is there. Now, the next thing is what I notice, what I hear from you is that you said that you know that it is a process, but it's the waiting, right? Mm -hmm. That's one thing that you said. And then the next thing that you say is that you want to fix it. So just this two phrases that you say i'm sensing so this is me very intuitively and energetically Mm -hmm. speaking picking up that there's a lot of there's this whole like you want it fast 
Mm-hmm. But my dear, all right, it does take time. You have to be very patient. I won't say you have to be patient, but more like, what is the rush there? Because when you are in a constant rush, right, it actually it's actually counterintuitive to yes. your healing process. I'm mm-hmm. sure by now, I don't know if your listeners know ab- about this whole sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. this whole so-called theory around how our nervous system generally yep. works. Fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The whole fight or flight versus the rest, digest state, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And by now we all know that, you know, you know, women in particular, right, we thrive. Our body is designed to be more in the rest, digest state, a little bit more. Not that we can't be in the, you know, fight, flight. Sometimes the body needs to be in the fight, flight state. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of danger, right? Yep. Or when it needs to cultivate that immunity response, sometimes the body needs to go into the battle mode just to, you know, strengthen the little soldiers, I call it. But then after a while, you need to let the body go into the rest, digest state. So tip number one is really enter, I always say, imagine yourself entering into a space of rest, digest. Don't place so much emphasis of, oh my gosh, I need to fix this. I need to fix this. The whole need to add additional stresses undue stresses to the whole brain already, you know, if that makes sense. It totally does. And as you're talking, it's dawning on me that our feminine state is rest, digest, manifest is what Mm. we're best in. And yet so many of us, especially moms, entrepreneurs, all of that, how often are we in that? We're not. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, that, that could be, the way I look at it is there are definitely like two factors i would probably say two factors one is i get it you know i've 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 worked with moms before and i get it there's a lot of that seems like there's a lot of things on plate right especially yeah. if your kids are still between that uh, formative years you know like mm-hmm. under 18 years old oh my gosh you know their food their homework you know then you're also worrying about money because you want to put you know you want to buy food and all that stuff mm-hmm. i get it and then you if you have a you know if you have a husband you know then you have to think about communicating yeah with your husband. there's a lot going on mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot going on that's why women thrives best you know with other women we call it the tenant befriend uh, state. That's a lot to do. But you see, that's the thing. You're right. You know, because of the way how society has been designed, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of performance driven. Uh, it's a very performance driven culture. Very. In fact, the, the, you know, like I'm going now on the macro level of things. All right. And the systemic level, you know, in the cultural speaking, mm-hmm. it's still very designed for males. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of that, you know, like achieve, 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 produce, mm-hmm. produce, produce. Why can't we look at things from a you know from the other perspective whereby, hey, rest is actually a form of productivity as well. Yeah. You know, like I just recently have a chat with other fellow entrepreneurs. Like I was like, hey, do you do you realize that when you are resting, you are actually still producing something? It's just that you don't realize it. And it's like, how is that so? Because I'm not doing. I see. That's the thing. When you are resting right? Externally, you look like you're not doing things because we're so conditioned to look at, you know, our to-do list. Because we're not checklist. crossing, yeah, we're not crossing exactly, something off right. the list. Yep. But when you're resting, do you know what is happening? There's still something happening. It's just that you can't see what is happening. Just try to close your eyes and imagine your cells. Your cells are perpetually working all the time. Even mm-hmm. when you are resting, when you're sleeping, you're not dead, you know, your cells, yeah. right? Your cells, your organs, your tissues, they're all working. Working, I'm going to use the word work here intentionally. Mm-hmm. Your cells are still working. 
there's still something that's being produced inside. I mean, you know, I just want to wish to spotlight on this and as well as, you know, for you, Val, is that when you shift that lens and you think about this, all of a sudden you look at rest as a product, if, if you're so used to productive work, mm-hmm. right? You suddenly look at rest as, oh my gosh, yeah, it is a, my to-do list to rest. Yes. <laughs> you get what I mean? And, and, and I hope that that probably brings some kind of solace, some kind of inner peace that, yeah, I'm still producing something. It's just that I don't see it yet in, mm-hmm. in the traditional, so-called the traditional sense, because why? We're in an environment where, oh my gosh, we need to produce something. We need to hit our KPIs. We need to hit our metrics. We need to be our, you know, we need to lose five pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we don't see it on the inside. And that's the reason why chronic illnesses become chronic because, you know, we are so focusing, we we focus so much on the external, we don't allow the internal to take place. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so mm-hmm. that's probably the second tip I can tell, I can share with listeners, you know, that we look at how rest is. And like, I know it takes all, I mean, look at me. I, I'm, I self-confess, I used to be a type A driven, you know, productive, like super driven, you name it, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I, yeah, I used to be in that rush, rush, rush mode, you know, yeah. hustle, 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 wouldn't produce, you know, I'm, I was also an athlete, so I get it. But yeah. it took me a long time. In fact, for me to say long, it's for the listeners to to understand about the time frame. But when I look back, I'm like, it's not that long, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> when you're right? in it, it so, feels long, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, when I look back, I'm like, it's not that long. I'm actually in it as well. Yeah. So yeah, so that's so that's like tip number two I can I can share. And I know one of the amazing things is that so many of us get into entrepreneurship to take control mm. of our life right? Because Mm. we're in control. Mm -hmm. And then all we do is work, Mm -hmm. right? So it's Mm -hmm. like, like, okay, well, we're in control, but we're not in life. That's for sure. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I I think that's a fantastic point because uh, definitely during the pandemic, I was inspired. I mean, during the pandemic, I actually started uh, my newsletter. So halfway through, at some point, one of my posts, I felt inspired. And I say, it's so funny. Many of us leave the corporate world or the nine to five world and therefore, we started our own side hustle or started doing our own freelance work only to realize that, hey, in the freelance world, it's still a dog-eat-dog world. It's still a competitive world. Yeah. I was like, something is not right. Something is amiss, you know? So we, we focus so much on the externals and we forgot to look at our internals. Mm-hmm. We'll look at how to, you know, do the cultivation of the practices. And a lot of times, tip number three, this comes to tip number three, a lot of times I realized that it's really how we... Again, we focus so much on our minds. You know, we let our mind lead the way instead of our heart, instead of what our instead of our body, especially the feminine intuition, I call it. Mm-hmm. We let our mind lead the way. Like for example, you know, like for example, you were saying, I need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Do you really need to fix it? Or do you allow yourself to just rest and heal? Do you right. really need to fix it? Or right. do you allow or would you just allow yourself to enter into the space of healing by what you don't have to do that's the thing sometimes our mind think that oh my gosh the research says we need to clock 10,000 steps oh my gosh the lab reports shows this is again I'm not saying that all these things are not great I think those are great way to get started but then sometimes when we go too much into the whole testing stage it becomes counterintuitive Mm-hmm. because we get so obsessed with about the numbers again we get so obsessed about oh my gosh i don't want to be in this range i want to be in this range 
You get what I, I don't know if that makes sense to you because this, yes. is, this is what I went through when I was going down that, I call it the rabbit hole of testing and testing and hitting all the, the numbers of steps. Initially, I like to use that as a way to kickstart into a habit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But after a while, it's nice to sort of like take a step back from all the measuring and just intuitively tap in. Yep. All right. And cultivate what I call cultivate practices because mm-hmm. there's always seasonal changes. There's always things, there's always things that happen to our lives, like for me as well. Okay. So you have to learn to listen to the body. Like, all right, you know, like this season, I could clock in, let's say, 60 minutes of whatever practices that brings you into your state of alignment inner peace and vitality. Maybe things happen, for example, like I said, the biggest unexpected event that occurs in our lives is COVID, right? Mm-hmm. All the lockdowns and stuff like that. And notice how so many of us struggle Oh yeah, okay, to actually adjust. So that's actually telling us about our resiliency, you know, our mm-hmm. health resiliency practices. So instead of thinking about 60 minutes, can we actually break it down into three minutes or mm-hmm. five minutes? And that's where it all, you know, really like, like began, it's it's a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this tip number three about this whole mindset about all or nothing thing. It's like, oh my gosh, do a 60-minute thing or don't do it at all. And then, you know, and then we don't do it, we start to enter into the whole self-sabotage cycle, yes. which is so silly, and the whole guilt, shame, and blah, 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 blah. My husband and I were just talking about that last night because he's just found a new doctor that he likes. You know, I'm working with my new doctor, and we come from an athletic background. Mm. So, I mean, I know you totally understand that. It's like, yeah. okay, here I am. I'm going to go hit it hard for 60 minutes instead of, like you said, how about I just get my shoes on and I go for a five minute walk? How exactly. about what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, exactly. There's yes. It's the opposite of anything wrong. It's like, yes. that is perfect. And I don't think, well, type A, I'm not type A, but I think the whole old athlete mentality with exercise yeah. does come to play with that. It's like, it's that to-do list that you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, I want to say this again and again. All right, listeners, Val, whoever is out there listening, in any way, this is no fault of yours. Okay. If you are in that to-do list mode, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. I think there are merits to having to-do list. Sometimes we do need to get something so-called done, right? Yes. Because procrastination is also not a very, you know, positive. Right. So the whole world is just procrastinating. <laughs> we do need to nothing- pay the bills, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, yeah, if the whole world is just procrastinating, then nothing gets, you know, mm-hmm. so-called done, done. So there's merits to it. But, you know, it's all about finding that sweet spot of balance, right? Yes. That I call it that flow, especially for women. We, we need to, we want to go into that, fl- not need, we want to go enter into that flow state. And, you know, that's really true cultivation of uh, practices. Mm-hmm. All right. So that mindset is important. So that leads me perhaps to tip number, I think I'm not tip number four. four. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So jumping right into, you know, the program that I'm currently creating called the Resilience for Cancer Survivors. Although I recognize that it's probably a great program for even non-cancer survivors because uh, essentially it's all about cultivating health resiliency, right? And, yeah. And one of the, um, the pillars is definitely about, so we covered the mindset briefly a bit, all right? Because mm-hmm. I call it, there are like five pillars. One is the mind, the mindset stuff, you know, to do with nervous system as well. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is the physical, which we sort of touch and go a little bit on the movement as mm-hmm. well. Uh, physical also covers the nourishment, like what you eat and what you drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And then we also move into toolkits such as uh, breathing, breathwork practices or breathing practices. Mm -hmm. So many of us forgot. I use the word forgot. Okay. Forgot how to breathe. Yeah. The very simple practice of breathing. Mm -hmm. And like I was sharing earlier on, I, I just, you know, am going through deeper into energy healing practice through through Qigong. I'm learning medical Qigong through a, a oriental medical, medical awesome. doctor. And oh my gosh, I'm telling you, it's amazing because it's like, this is what the doctor said. Something so simple and yet so profound. Mm -hmm. Something so simple and yet so profound in terms of the healing medicine that it produced in our body. No drugs needed. Yeah. No Tylenol. Over here in Singapore, we could eat Panadol. No whatever shit. Sorry. No whatever shit. Oh, no, there you the can swear. You. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Breathing, breath work. Not just that, intentional breath work. Mm -hmm. So, so simple. But it's so healing, so profound. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, when he meant by profound, he meant it as it's not complicated. But the effects of it. It's like yeah. all you need to do day one practice. I can even actually let you let, let us just do this right now. Because I believe that we don't need to do any more research. Because I think there's so much research already done, especially on this ancient, I call it ancient because it's been, you know, like as long as human has survived, we have always been breathing. Right. <laughs> so, so how much more research do we actually need to prove yeah. that we need to do more? And how breathing? important it is. Exactly. So <laughs> I would like to invite you, just I guess for the next 60 seconds, just do a very simple breath work. This breath work is what I call the 478. Again, it's not invented by me. It's, uh, it's invented by this doctor called Dr. Andrew Well. Mm -hmm. And I particularly like to introduce this breath work. Uh, this is not part of the Qigong practice though, but I like to introduce this practice into people who are very new to breathing and typically for very high-strung or entrepreneurial kind of like women. I find it's, this to be particularly effective just based on the feedback that I've got. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you ready? Let's just yep. get started. 60, yeah, just 60 seconds. This is how simple it is. All right, I want you to actually place your hands on the side of your ribcage if you can. If you can't sort of like wrap your hands like as if you're hugging yourself. So just the palms on the side of your ribcage. You know where's your ribcage, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, great. All right. All right, you can close your eyes if you want to. I like to close my eyes because that allows uh, all my awareness to just stay focused with the breath. Yeah. All right, just take simple breaths first. Okay. And just feel where your hands, how your hands are moving. All right. Now, right now, next, I want you to actually focus or rather bring your awareness as you inhale. Can you try to bring your palms expanding sideways? So as you inhale, think about the air going into the side of the ribcage. And then as you exhale, can you imagine your fingers sort of like closing each other? So your ribcage is actually uh, contracting. And then inhale sideways. And then exhale. You can give a loud sigh. And then just think about your fingers like touching each other. Shoulders, 
bring it down. I think you are tensing up your shoulders. I can't see you, but I have a feeling you are. So just relax the shoulders. <laughs> That's Inhale. always. Thing, yeah, I mean, I I've done this for many years. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like what I'm sensing. All right. So just inhale first into the side of the rib cage. So you actually feel the air sort of like pushing the rib cage sideways into the palms or into your thumbs. And then as you exhale, just give a sigh of relief. <sighs> and again, inhale first. We have not started the count. I just want you to get used to this lateral breathing first. And exhale and sigh. Now we'll begin just four rounds of four, seven, eight. So in four, seven, eight, we inhale for four counts. We hold for seven and then we exhale for eight counts. All right, still using that lateral breathing. When you're ready, let's begin. Mm -hmm. Inhale four counts, four. Full inhalation, three, two, and hold, seven, five, four, hold, three, two, Exhale completely, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, exhale, exhale, and inhale, four counts, four, three, two, hold, seven, six, five, four, three, and exhale completely, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, inhale, four, Four, three, two, hold, seven, six, five, four, three, two, exhale. Last one, let's inhale four. Hold. And exhalation, eight. And slowly open your eyes. Release your hands onto the side of your chair if you are sitting or standing beside your legs. And just, you know, just breathe normally. How do you feel? So much more relaxed. Yeah, it's a very simple practice. Mm -hmm. All right. So what I did just there was just combining what I call lateral breathing, which is very Pilates trained. Uh, together with four, seven, eight. And whenever I just, you know, enter into what I call a breath practice, and yeah, it, it's always been so effective, not just for myself, but also for, for the women that I, that I work with. And mm -hmm. they love it. Mm -hmm. You know, when they have long meetings, they're like, oh my gosh, sometimes I just do this. And the, and the beautiful thing about this is that it's not attention-seeking. Right. You know what I mean? You sort of like, you don't have to like put your hands by the side. You can sort of like, you know, like how you fold your arms mm -hmm. sometimes. You can mm -hmm. put, it, put it there, right? And then you just sort of like, because I always like, because I notice for a lot of women, sometimes uh, we call it tactile, like the touch yeah. matters a lot. You know, like it, it's, it's like sending a signal to the body, like, hey, instead of breathing from the chest, like too much chest breathing, right? Cause a lot of tension in the neck. Mm -hmm. right? When you place the fingers, you know, like you, like as if like you're wrapping your hands around and you place your fingers around your ribcage, right? Yep. It's sort of like send a signal like, all right, let's just do a bit of couple of breath practices. No one is actually noticing you're doing it. 
And then as you are just spending that next, I don't know, one, two minutes doing this, oh my gosh, you enter into that, really that that calm state, that that rest digest state. Well, and not not being fully in your head over exactly. whatever is causing you the stress. It's like, you know what, let's just let's just pay attention to something else. Something basic. <laughs> yeah, something so basic. And and the thing is, and the thing is that just this practice alone, like I said, if you resonate with, oh my gosh, am I producing anything? Am I whatever, whatever? Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just taking this two minutes enable you to return to whatever important task that you have in front of you and you realize that you're able to to so-called work on that task with much more inner peace and uh, less stress and less like just like, you know, like spiraling into this whole negative state about lashing out at other people and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that saying of less is more is super true. I mean, we stack so much stuff in and if the more stuff we're stacking in, we're not doing it as well. Because there's just exactly. too much. And when yeah. we just do less and take more time for downtime and be humans <laughs> like we are, not robots. <laughs> I will actually say this. I mean, there are some cases where like there are really just a lot of things that you know the person need to do because maybe there's just not enough people at it's like basically like lack of manpower and all that stuff. I get it, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but sometimes that's the thing because there's just so many to-do tasks that nothing gets done because, yep. you know, there's just so many things, right? Yep. So that's why I like to like incorporate all these little practices as, as well. And yeah. on that note, I actually would, recently, I want to share this with you about like, yeah, you know, there's this whole thing of saying things about like less is more, less is more. But I find that actually it's not so much about less is more, but concise is more, mm-hmm. right? And, and yes. I find that this breath practice is the concise. It's not the less, mm-hmm. it's the concise. Yep. We want concise because less sometimes could mean, oh my gosh, miscommunication and then it becomes counterintuitive, right? Because mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, it let out, I have more work to do. But when you're concise, you get things so-called done, checked. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's also, you know, I call it, but is it a double win or triple win or quadruple win? As well. Right. <laughs> So concise is more. Yeah. Yes. And definitely concise. Absolutely. Concise, mm-hmm. focused. These are the things that need and must get done versus mm-hmm. these are all of the things that I should do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, getting rid of the shoulds. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, these, oh, yes. these are we important. Really sh- we really shoot ourselves to death. All yes, the we do. <laughs> yes, we do. The shoot, the need, the shoot, the need, and uh, what's the, the shoot, the need, and yeah, you read the shoot, need, and one more. Have to, the yes, have to right. The have to, the should, the need. Yep. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, like, and if you guys often. are listening, if you're saying that even in your head, catch yourself because those yeah. are the three words that are telling you you're doing something that you probably don't need to do. And yeah. and take a look, take a listen. That you know, yeah. take some deep breaths and take a listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which brings me to tip number four that I would want to that I'm actually practicing on myself in 2023. All right, part of my own personal practice, you know, just this is me being honest and vulnerable and just sharing out there, like, hey, I'm a human being. I'm not always perfect. In fact, mm-hmm. this perfectionist mentality, we, we need to throw it out. Nature yeah. is not perfect. Nature itself, it's already beautiful. Yeah, you know, even before mankind began, so to speak, nature already fixes itself, so to speak. It's beautiful. Even the so-called the ugly, it's so-called beautiful. It's perfect. So, 
So one thing that I, you know, tip number, I think that I'm now number five. I lost track. Yep, yep, you're five. Yep. <laughs> is that it's, is this thing, especially for, yeah, especially for women, you know, one of the things that I get to hear from people is like, but how do I know what is, what is the thing that I need to stop doing? Or it's like, in all my to-dos list, what is it that I need less of? Because everything looks like it's important, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is when I would love to invite listeners, to invite especially women. And that's also for me in 2023, is to cultivate what I call slowing down or essentially stillness practices. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very, this is not about being woo-woo. It's a very, how do I say it? It's a, it's a very special state to be in. It's like the more you slow down, especially when you're able to come to a point of stillness, all of a sudden there's clarity and you realize that there's this whole let go doesn't mean it's weakness. You'll mm-hmm. be less in It's like the more you try to be in control, the worse it becomes. But yes. then the more you slow down, the more in control you become. I don't know. I don't know if yep. that makes sense. It makes sense to me. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I because I've witnessed it. I have witnessed (laughs) that completely because I had control issues, and I still will. That's still my. I mean, as women, Mm. that's still our go-to fight, right? It's like, oh, Mm. I got to control everyone. You know, I've got to fix everything, and and the moment that I'm not, and just trust and know that things will be the way they're supposed to be, and it will be good, right? Which was hard. (laughs) <laughs> of course it takes time because trust is something that needs to be cultivated over time, you know, uh-huh. and it and it and it's at the root of us, you know, like it, it digs deep into the core of our being, you know, our personal safety, right? Our yeah. our security, our our heart, the relationships with our heart, you know, which is one of the pillars that in my program that I will talk about, it's on the emotional, we talk about the emotional resiliency. The connection with our heart. I mean, mm-hmm. trust takes time, you know. And for people who have been previously either traumatized or betrayed, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of trust to be rebuilt, a lot of yeah. forgiveness and guilt, you know, and shame, a lot of things to be recovered, not just with others, but actually trust among themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, uh, women who are previously, yeah, abused or divorced, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. I get uh, it. Yeah. I get it. So, yeah, so health resiliency, I call it my five pillars. is the physical, emotional, mental. There's also the, what I call the, the environmental as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, we call it the, the terrain, you know, because yeah. part of cultivating health resiliency is also relooking or reshaping or being aware and attentive about taking care of our internal as well as, well as our external environment. All right, in external environment, we look at the space, the sight, the sound, the smell, the touch, as well as you know, touch, and as well as the things that we put on our body. Mm-hmm. You know, where is it? The lotion, the makeup, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All that comes into play in terms of cultivating health resiliency. Because yep. you know, we we are we are not robots. I know AI is all chat GPT is all the rage right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> We are not robots. We are human beings. We are, we interact with our environment all the time. And, you know, like I said, even when you're resting, your cells are still working and cells are always communicating. So where you place yourself, how you place yourself, what you put on your skin, on your hair, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's all sending signals to the cells, to your internal, you know, organs and all that stuff, trying to re- relate as well. And if those stuff, it's so-called harmful, 
right? Then mm-hmm. the cells will will so call um uh what's that word? Like uh they, they will respond by you know doing whatever it needs to do with the immune response. Yeah. And then you know when if if it's something that's unhealthy for the cells or rather unhealthy for the body, then the cells immune response, the immune the sorry, the immune response will start to kick in. And that's when you get what we call diseases in yeah. the commas. Mm-hmm. And diseases in our body can manifest in many ways. It could be a very simple flu, acne, headache, or diarrhea, or gut issues, or bloat, mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Or in yep. or in very chronic, chronic means like long-term stuff, right? It, mm-hmm. then it could turn into things like allergies, cancer, like for my for myself, or you know, lupus, MS. Yep. Yeah. And and that's that control issue too that you were talking about. You know, the Mm -hmm. need to fix, like you heard me saying, none of that is helpful. You know, I do have IBS, so I know how mental Um, plays such a big part into all of it. And I mean, just the breath work and Mm -hmm. just the relaxing and all of that really increases my how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So 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 you'll be very surprised, you know, that. Sometimes that's all it takes. I'm not saying that, you know, the naturopath or the or the ND or the homeopathic doctor that you go to is not helpful because mm-hmm. like I said, you know, if they if 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 you feel that they are adding more stress, stresses, yes. negative stresses, not positive stresses, yep. to your own healing protocol, it's a sign that you might need to take a step back. Right. Because too much testing is counterintuitive. Maybe yes. there's no root cause. Maybe the only root cause is that you just need to get out of your head more and do more breath practices. Anything mm-hmm. that and that allows your body to enter more into the relaxation response. And one of them is definitely the breath and then incorporating with gentle movement. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing would be, you know, I call it being aware as well as mindful of reducing inflammation. And one of the ways to do that is to get some lymph moving. I always like to have a bit of the sweat going. Mm-hmm. You know, whether is it for me, I want to keep it really, really simple. I, like I said, I used to be a super, you know, driven athlete. I was a competitive athlete in uh, body fitness. So, you mm-hmm. know, you name it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, like, <laughs> I didn't know about all of this extreme. stuff. So uh-huh. yeah, it's extreme. So yeah, you know, how, how do we actually get into the sweat moving, you know, whether is it through lymphatic massage or just simple rebounding. If you have a, you know, you live in the States, you have so much space. Singapore, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of space, but I, I have a little rebounder here. But I, I'm super blessed. I live by the beach as well. So I could actually take a walk by the beach until I into a nice little sweat. Or just wear, you know, a couple more like a sweatpants and stuff like that just to break into a sweat. Or sometimes if I feel like it, I'll just jump on my rebounder. And if people who don't have a rebounder because of space or budget, very simple. I call it a modified jump squats. Yeah. You know, like how you do your jump squats instead of doing a full jump squats. Why don't you just do a very nice, you know, I call it modified. Like, don't have to do the full jump squats. Maybe just sort of like raise your, rise on your tippy toes and then sort of like sit back a little bit on your heels, mm-hmm. rise on your tippy toes and sit back a bit. You know, just this action alone. All right. It's already sending the signal to the body that, hey, get your lymph moving. Yeah. And a bit of a fun fact for those who want more evidence and stuff like that, right? Is that as I'm learning Qigong or learning the TCM approach, I came to realize that, oh my gosh, this is a way of propelling the, we call it the qi, the energy moving, Mm -hmm. all right, from the base of your feet all the way up to the brain. 
All right. And, and, and yeah, it's just so fantastic. It's so fascinating, you know? Um, yeah. Like, like, well, it like, makes us feel, feel better, like feel, feel like in a body, but also mindset feel better because we just did something. Yeah, for us. That, that's right. That's right. That's so true. It's the that's mindset true. in there as well. I I that's know true. how much that helps me, you know, it, even, and I have to always remind myself, even just a little bit yeah. it's is good because it's yeah. better than not doing anything at all. Yeah. So what I actually like to work with uh, women is sometimes I like to give them checklists if they are into the checklist thing, mm-hmm. you know, like I create for them like, all right. Okay, after we sit two together, because as a coach, I don't give them solutions. I work with them. I co-create mm-hmm. solutions or their tips and strategies with them. You know, like, all right, that's how, how are we doing this month? What would you like to focus on, for example? And okay, like this. All right. So, you know, I bring, I you know, then I create for them the checklist. And I'm like, all right, go ahead and focus on what you do. do. This is your checklist for this week. See how much you can do. Mm-hmm. And then in the next session, let's let's review what have you what have we done? What have we not done? How you're feeling about it? And then they always feedback to me like, oh my gosh, the checklist has been so helpful because it takes their mind away from what have not done, what have what have I done, what have I not done, what am I supposed right? to do, right? And then after four weeks or even after eight weeks or twelve weeks, when they look back, they are like, oh wow, I actually came a long way. Oh wow, they actually see the benefits of it. Oh wow, yeah, I've dropped yes. you know two sizes down. Oh wow, you know people, I've actually seen you know my, my weight has dropped. That's the, that's the best part. They don't just feel better on the inside on the scale. It also shows. Yeah. And I, when they tell me this, I always smile as like case in point. You know, I'm not trying to prove anything, but my case yeah. in point here is that when you focus on cultivating your health resiliency, all the externals will fall into place eventually. Yeah. Eventually, if the numbers don't budge, something usually tells us something is inside that's not like moving, but it takes, it might take a while, you know, there's no fault of your own, you know. Well, and I mean, even just right now, thinking of the numbers, Mm -hmm. it has me like holding my breath and tensing up. Exactly. So yeah, I'm totally hearing what you're saying about that, that, that yes, I mean, the numbers are, you know, important because we, we do have Eastern and Western medicine together for a reason Mm -hmm. now, but to what point should we hold them? You know, Mm -hmm. and and that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the mindset. I I feel that right now. Totally, I'm totally hearing you right now. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I think there's merits. There's definitely merits in terms yes. of tracking, in terms of using the numbers. I like mm-hmm. to do that when I want to add a kickstart of things or just like yeah. once in a while, like, how am I doing? Oh, maybe like I like to see it as a fun game. That's when, you know, like we need to be aware as far as brutally or lovingly, I don't use the word brutal, lovingly honest with ourselves. Yeah, Meaning to say that, all right, if I want to start tracking, am I doing this because I want, you know, like when I want to start tracking stuff, how is my state? How is my emotional state? Am I do, Am I treating this like a fun game? We live in such a hypervigilant state. How often do we allow ourselves to really, really play? Mm-hmm. So when I look at start tracking stuff, I ask myself, am I entering a state of play when I start tracking? Or am I entering a state of because I want to produce things? Because I want yes. to prove that I'm great? Mm-hmm. Or is it because, you know, I'm trying to run away from something? Mm-hmm. Really, really, you read, that's when the cultivating, that, that stillness practice, that slowing down really comes, really becomes so important. Because yeah. when you're slowing down, then you really can hear yourself, your gut response telling you like, yeah, 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 Val, I actually want to do this tracking thing because 
I still want to produce. I want to prove something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That tells you something is yep. not, you know, like, don't go there yet. Don't yeah. start that. Don't repeat. Don't repeat that vicious cycle again because you know it's just going to be, this just going to continue to further add, like, bring you further into that negative state. Yeah, and into the stress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yep. if today, yeah, exactly. If today you feel like, oh, wow, yeah, I, I actually really start enjoying this whole cracking thing all right let's let's get started all right let's just do it and then you realize it becomes so fun and then it's kind of nice yeah yeah i've been both spectrums that's why i'm really saying this from my own personal experiences well and like you said you're human so we usually have things come back in again and we're just like wait no i don't want to do that you know (laughs) yeah it comes back up because we got these human brains (laughs) And, and we just have to remember it's like no you know what remember how much we like doing this so let's mm. just go with that instead. <laughs> mm, mm, this is mm. so awesome. We are getting along here. So great tips for everyone. And, you know, for one thing, everyone, you guys listening, the reason that I wanted to have this conversation is because, and I, I might have touched on it at the beginning, but I'm not sure. So many of us working from home have chronic issues. This mm. reason that we're home working is because the nine to five and somebody else's schedule doesn't work but we're still not taking care of ourselves. We're still not paying attention. And I mean, listening to all of this, I can, I'm right there. I am right there with everybody else. If you're listening and you are feeling it, I hear you. (laughs) Mm. I'm taking all of these tips to heart and paying attention that, you know, it's just, it's time to relax the shoulders, to Mm. look at what I want to have happen and and look i almost said the words again and take control no that's the opposite right yes that's the opposite <laughs> like like i think at that one point when i like when i was saying right it's funny right when you enter into that state of stillness practice whether is it through breath or movement mm-hmm. right you learn how to I don't know, your body just learn how to let go. And the more you let go, the more you're in control. Yeah. The more you let go, the more you're in control. It's the mind. It's really the mind that it's like tricking you. So, mm-hmm. you know, but how do you let go? It's really by cultivating that practice, that yeah. resilience practice. And one of the tips I've shared with you guys is that breath practice. That breath practice. It's just something like what the doctor said. It's something so simple. Yeah, it's so yeah. profound. Yeah, just so simple. And you can do it everywhere. Exactly. You can do it everywhere. You know, like I said, start simple. You know, as a coach, we also touch on behavior change. We also talk about habits. So start slow, start simple, start small. And the body loves, loves, loves rewards, right? So the beautiful thing is that you feel the positive benefits of it. And then the body wants it more. And the next minute, you know it. Oh my gosh, I'm actually doing five minutes. Next minute, oh my gosh, you know, whatever minutes. I don't want to put the numbers, but, you know, just let it just, just yeah, cultivate the practice. And uh, awesome. if you're like me, I have post-its all over. You can actually put a big fat post-it there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, who knows? By summertime, you'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, Yen told me to breathe. And in three months, I realized I've been breathing more and, you know. I won't be surprised the next time you visit a doctor for another blood work or whatever test, the numbers (laughs) will show some positive. Right. Uh, Yeah, but no pressure. pressure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the no pressure. I'm I'm going to be listening to that. Um, perfect. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here and bringing all of this wonderful information for me and my listeners. <laughs> I know everybody you're else welcome, is getting stuff. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it's an hour. You are. I know. Look right. at this, right? You are absolutely right. I have <laughs> so much more to share. Same. So, oh my gosh, that's what happens. Yep, we come in here and it's just like we're sitting on the couch having a chat. <laughs> Yeah. No, I call this, I call this, we, hey, listeners, I call this, we are in a flow state. Yes. I love the flow state because when we are flowing, we go deeper and deeper into our rest, digest, manifest state. Whatever, manif- whatever things are going to manifest will happen when you're resting and digesting. Perfect. Perfect. And everyone, of course, just like usual, all of this information is going to be down in the show notes and you're going to be able to go and hang out and follow Jan because I'm sure that you just connected with her. And if so, then you're going to want to go over there and get into her new program that I see is coming out in quarter three. Yeah, probably quarter three, if not quarter four. You know, I don't want to rush myself. So uh, I want to keep things dynamic as well. Perfect. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, just uh, so allow me to to just do a quick ending here. You know, like listeners, please, if you're long-term cancer survivors or if you like to cultivate your health resiliency in general, right, come and uh, say hello to me on Instagram at The Real Yan Huang. I also have a YouTube show called Wellness with Yen. You can check me out. Uh, part of my practice is I want to also create more regular practices on my show regularly coming probably in April, May soon. And those are totally free as well. Come and say hello. I also have actually live practice sessions together because I feel that right now this is what society or women need more is live practice sessions together. So in a nutshell, what happens in these live practice sessions is that we show up, okay, at a certain period of time. It could be anywhere between a 30 to 55 minute long. And basically what I would do with you is it could either be a breathwork practice or a movement practice combining Pilates or functional training or Qigong movements. Or it could just be simply about what to eat or how to eat, that kind of stuff. Okay, so uh, stuff, just live practices together. And it's only like I'm now running it at a very, very accessible rate or price at just $22 per session. Oh, and, mm-hmm. and it is a package of four. So I, mm-hmm. I so it's 88 for four sessions. I intentionally kept it at this rate because I want to really impact and help as many women, especially long-term cancer survivors, mm-hmm. uh, as much as possible. So this is all promo rates. For the first, I haven't decided for how many people yet, but you are the first listeners on Val Full of Volume. You are the first batch of uh, (laughs) listeners. I'm putting this promo out there. Yeah, so come say hello to me at The Real Yan Huang. And then, yeah, we'll get chatted uh, right away. Awesome. Yes, we will have all of the links in the show notes so they can just go directly to it and go Mm -hmm. connect with you Mm -hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Yan. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Val. Have a great day. 